0: Pocky nosy. I want to do pocket too. You want me to do a ring around the Rosie with you? Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okie dokie.
1: Welcome to a new episode.
0: HMCP.
1: Doug, why are you I wanted clapping? to
0: add a clap roll. You're so
1: silly. Just want to give a quick shout out to Himalaya because they allow us to share an episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. A day early so if you want download that app it's free and you can listen to this podcast a day early and you can organize all your favorite podcasts and also I want to give a big shout out to Chels underscore Fisher she says so appreciate this she gave us five-star review and we love giving shout outs to those of you who give us five-star reviews and thank you yes thank you so much it means the world to us that you take time out of your day to just shoot us a little note over on the reviews so she said I love listening to this podcast hearing about how you selflessly raised your siblings is just so beautiful and amazing it makes me so So happy that you were able to break the cycle and start a loving family of your own. Anyone who has a loved one dealing with addiction knows the pain and roller coaster that it takes on everyone. Oh, sweet. Absolutely love your five star reviews. And we love, I mean, just today, someone took a screenshot of this podcast, our podcast, Hot Marriage Cool Parents, and they tagged me in it on Instagram. And then I reposted that because I love seeing you guys. So thank you so much for, you know, giving us a little shout out. Awesome. Letting us know that you're you're here listening to us and enjoy these podcasts because we really enjoy recording them for you and kind of connecting with you on a deeper level. And if you
0: happen to see us out and about, Do not hesitate to come up if you want to say hello, give a high five, handshake, take a picture. We're totally cool with that.
1: Or if you want to do all of the above, we'll do all of the above with you. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Secret handshakes.
1: Yeah. All righty. All righty then. So I went upstate to visit my dad's side Mm -hmm. of the family. Whoa.
0: Yeah. This is going
1: to be epic. Three, two, one. Are you looking for someone to share their deepest, darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like, please dish on how to be a cool parent? Because yeah, I don't know. Please tell me. Well, Jamie Otis and Doug Hayner have got all you hubbies and wifies and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool. Here's the show. This is such like very near and dear episode for me because I just went upstate to see my father's side of the family. And for those of you who are kind of new to Hot Marriage Cool Parents or to just following us in general, I just recently matched with my paternal aunt. My paternal aunt on ancestry DNA. And I wasn't certain. I was a little scared whether or not we were truly, you know, related and that it was definitely from my father's side.
0: So, if anybody is just catching up, I'll give the outside perspective of this. So, Jamie, growing up, has never knew who her father was, and her mother never knew who the dad was either or who she slept with that night. Jamie went through several paternity tests growing up and all of them, well, it's kind of like a Maury show almost, but all of them were, <laughs> were not the father. And then fast forward to all of these genetic testings and Ancestry.com, Jamie actually matches with some woman the wind. And- you have a Luann on your mother's side, correct?
1: Yeah, so I was instantly like, I mean, how many Luanns are there in the world? I don't know any other Luann, So I was like, oh, that's obviously my cousin from my mom's side. And I didn't even reach out to her because instantly it's just like, oh, that's a dead end. And I reached out to everyone below, but this Luann was the strongest match. We, we definitely had the most DNA in common. So that was another reason why I was like, yeah, of course that's my cousin. Like I know who that is. But turns out after you know reaching out to everyone below that I had matched with, you know, after I hit a dead end, I just messaged my cousin Luann on Facebook and said, Hey, are you on Ancestry DNA? And she was like, No, why should I be? And I was like, Oh my <laughs> Ding gosh. ding ding ding. I was like, Oh my gosh, that means that Luann is on my dad's side. And you know like Doug said, I had four negative paternity tests. This is the story my mom told me just basically that she was drunk at a party one night. She tried drugs for the first time. She she remembers she was in the bathroom in her nightgown getting ready for bed. Everyone had already left or so she thought. And she was brushing her hair and brushing her teeth. And last she remembers is looking in the mirror and she could see my father's face, but she couldn't remember his name. And so, you know, out of all the men she had paternity tests, I mean, there's honestly, there's a lot that doesn't add up now that I've come to find out exactly who my father is. Mm -hmm. First things first is this man is a very prominent man in my hometown of Ithaca, New York. But uh, had his
0: his struggles and was in that scene, you know, back, back then.
1: Yeah. So it's not too surprising because he, I mean, this was the 80s. I was born 86. So this was like 85 or so when my mom got pregnant with me and, you know, the seventies were still living in some <laughs> souls. So people were, you know, enjoying recreational drugs and alcohol and things like that. And, and
0: and now I've been up to Jamie's families. And what I found surprising was that these are very tight knit towns and these are very small towns. And I always found it strange. It almost seems like everybody from the town knows everybody. Everybody knows this person. Everybody knows this store. Everybody knows what time to go to these stores. And I guess maybe your mom was in a different area.
1: No. I mean, my mom was right in that area. And she, this is why it like baffles me. I'm like, mom, you said you could see his face in the mirror. This man has a very like familiar, recognizable face. Plus your boyfriend worked for him at his corner store at the time. You can't remember his face. You can't remember who he is though, huh, mom? Like just very, very strange. You know, my mom, like one part that's really has always been hard for me to swallow is that recently she said, you know, I don't know if, it's, if you're a product of rape. I don't know if I slept with him willingly. I just don't know. I blacked out. And I was like, so you're trying to tell me that I was conceived because you were raped. Great. Like, but I also don't want to not believe her because I just believe in, like, I can't imagine someone would lie about something like that. So I've just kind of always struggled, always, always struggled. And so when I finally matched with this woman, Luann, the very first conversation we had, I was, I pretty much laid it out there. I was like, this is what my mom told me. And, you know, and I said in the nicest way I possibly could, just because I was trying to understand more about my father and whether or not her brother could be my father. And I said, you know, my mom thinks that maybe she was raped that night. And she goes, well, do you think that maybe your mom would have slept with him for drugs because he did deal drugs at one point? And I was like, oh, (laughs) um, you know, my mom's done some crazy things for drugs. Like no joke. I took a loan out for my sister's car for her very first car. And she literally gave it to her drug dealer boyfriend because she, you know, wanted drugs. So Now,
0: Jamie had such newfound excitement going after this. And I think from my perspective, you kind of went at this because I was thinking from the other side, you know, like if imagine someone saying, like, I think that your cousin or your niece and I think that your brother may have slept with my mom or may have raped my mom. It's like, it's such a weird thing to have to bring up and going through. And I was hesitant at first to say, okay, well, is this really a match? And, you know, she lives in Virginia. How does this all add up? And then every step of the way between the drugs, he fell in hard times. He was up in the New York area.
1: He's from my hometown. She's from my hometown. She just happened to move to Virginia.
0: And all of the pieces just started to come together.
1: I mean the fact that her boy my mom's boyfriend at the time worked for this man who is my dad, it really does all add together. And I think that it was really nice of my Aunt Luann to kind of say in the nicest way she could, well, do you think your mom may have slept with him for drugs? Because my mom is, she's not a terrible person. Let me just put that out there right now. This woman has been through some really, really hard times. I mean, truly, she was molested multiple times by her stepdad and my grandma never believed her and he recently admitted it. So that's for sure. She wasn't fibbing about that. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, for real. I mean, we could go on about that, but we just won't. And you know, she also, my grandma left her when she was a child with the neighbors because she said she, quote unquote, couldn't handle her. So, my mom has been through really, really hard times. And I think that she's always wanted love and acceptance. And she's always wanted to kind of almost like have people approve of her and accept her and love her. So, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she did sleep with them for drugs, and maybe she didn't want anyone to know that, and so she, you know, fibbed and said, "I just can't remember anything." Mm -hmm.
0: I think sometimes, though, too, after certain traumatic things that happen in your life, that you know, it happens a lot where you can just forget things happen, like you can, you can just really not remember. So maybe there was something that happened that I mean, there was a lot worse things that have happened to where maybe that just got shut that door just got shut.
1: I mean, I don't know. She said you could remember his face in the mirror. And I'm like, yeah. "Well, he was a very public figure in our hometown. <laughs> so, when I say he was a public figure, he owned multiple restaurants. He owned this corner store, this corner gas station that also had a laundry mat. I mean, literally it's called Rogan's Corner. Anybody from Ithaca, New York will know Rogan's Corner because it's like the popular pizza place all the college kids go there. I mean, it it's not. And also, like I said, she dated someone who worked at that store. So it's not like she was never around that store again.
0: Who was jealous because she always looked at the owner with these loving eyes and felt like the owner who was your dad was cute.
1: Yeah. But needless to say, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't know who my father was this whole entire time. And, um, you know, it really hurt my heart because obviously I want, I, I wanted to know my father. Of course, anybody would. And I always wanted to know, man, like, I mean, I know that I have some things in common with my family, my immediate family, but I have so many things that are just so different. Like for the fact, or uh, as an example is, you know, my well, drive. First thing, well, first things first, I was the first person to graduate, uh, the first girl to graduate out of my whole entire family ever. I mean, in my family, you kind of drop out of high school, you get pregnant, you have a baby and you like, like work hard not to live on welfare. But if you happen to like stumble upon welfare, then, you know, you've got to do what you got to do kind of thing. But yeah. And I just really didn't want that for my life. And I don't even know why, because there's really nothing wrong with that per se, especially if that's all you've been exposed to. That's just like the normal. Um, But I just always wanted something more. And I've always had this like entrepreneurial I can not barely say the word, but uh, how does it go? Entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur basically. And, you know, I wanted to write a book and I wanted, you know, I've wanted to do all these things. And, but I'm like, why? Like, most people can aspire for just like a good nine to five, and I had that. I, I went to school to become a nurse, and that was like I always wanted to do more, more, and more. And, more. and yeah. now I get it. My father owned multiple restaurants, he owned a catering business for Cornell University. Uh, he did so many things. Uh, yeah.
0: So many things for, for the, the business, for the family, for the community. And, you know, when we're, we're going to get into the story of meeting them uh, coming up in, in a couple minutes here, but I mean, that. The stories that came out of the family was just ever since, like, they were just a family of entrepreneurs and they built a business after business. And it's like they own the whole lake <laughs> <Yeah>. around <laughs> Ithaca.
1: Yeah, no, I think it, my grandpa, uh, my poppy is what they call him Poppy Jim. Uh, <laughs> he You know my so first things first. My grandma Julie and my poppy Jim like they always they had very humble beginnings. My aunt Luann was telling me that my my grandma Julie she wore like a burlap sack for like a skirt and that was her only skirt at one point. And so they come from. I mean, she literally had an outhouse (laughs) in her home. Um, And so they worked their tushes off for everything they had and they got a little bit i'm assuming they got a little bit of money and then reinvested that into the business you know so and they also bought real estate and so all of those qualities were kind of handed down to my father and my two aunts i have two aunts and uh, who now they're all entrepreneurs every single one of them and even my cousins are entrepreneurs and i'm like wow I was always meant to be an entrepreneur. I knew it. <laughs> um, which is just very exciting for me because it feels like I, I found my people. Like my, my family, they would be like, why are you like working so hard on this? Like really, why? Like when you could just work at the hospital – but like, I always mm-hmm. wanted a little something more, even though working as a labor and delivery nurse is so rewarding. It also, there's no flexibility in it whatsoever. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want to be able to be at home with my daughter. And I also need to make a living. Like being a stay at home mom sounded real fun until I realized how much work when you're at home with your kid all day really is. And
0: But also to to reinvent yourself and to think of new ways to to generate income and just to work and work and find more and find better and set a better example for our daughter and everything like that is just a different quality from your family um i mean nothing against your sisters or your brother dale um but they they seem content with where they are
1: and honestly there's nothing wrong with that there really isn't i mean Mm -hmm. as long as you're happy in life then I don't care, you know, where you live, what you do. If you are genuinely happy, then you hit the jackpot because yeah. that's what we're all striving for in life: is to just be genuinely happy day in and day out. And my family pretty much is. I'm very proud of them.
0: Yeah, and and to credit to credit all of you guys. I mean, your your mom too, in in a way, because you guys are all healthy. You guys have all built a family, except for Dale. Um, but you, I mean each person i i love having them over i love going up there they have made their home they've found a family they've become successful together you know out of a disappointing or unfortunate circumstance and environment growing up it's you guys all did rise out of that
1: yeah i mean not for nothing we grew up around drug addicts really in and out of like different homes with people that were using drugs and never not one of us are drug addicts so mm. I'm really proud of my siblings, obviously, but I'm going to stop bragging on them and (laughs) share. Yeah, good job
0: for staying out of jail.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Never been in jail. So, you know, do I get a gold star or something? (laughs) I've only been arrested once. No, but so now that I told you a little bit more about my father, I can't. So ultimately, you know, like I said, he was an entrepreneur. He was well known in the area. He did struggle with some addiction problems, um, which really makes me worried for, my, Henley. Yeah, for my daughter because my mom obviously struggled with addiction problems and my father did as well. And I'm like, ooh, that's a lot of addiction. Yeah. And
0: Henley's father deals with addiction. I have a very addictive personality. And yeah. that's why I still don't drink now.
1: Yeah, that's very true. I'm proud of you for being honest. I wasn't going to call you out. No, but... oh,
0: that's all right. No, I, I mean, I'm fully aware of that. Um, you know, I even a, my mom's side has a lot of alcoholism in their family and they do say it gets passed down. And I guess I was passed down that gene. Um. Yeah. But that's for another podcast.
1: Yeah. We'll have another podcast about Doug's adic- addictions. <laughs> but yeah. not for nothing. I mean, I have adic- an addictive personality too. Not to alcohol, but to like coffee, like caffeine. a little one-upper. I am a caffeine addict. I'm trying so hard not to be. It's I'm really more of quit. a
0: caffeine addict than you are. Oh,
1: that is very true, actually. <laughs> but
0: I want everybody to kind of imagine imagine this now. So Jamie is having this relationship with... Luann, who is her father's sister. Now, we had to confirm that it was an actual, an, an actual match and an actual connection. So you had your mom and Luann both take, uh, what was it, a DNA swab or genetic swab, like yeah. professionally done, take it to the lab. Um, a test sample. Then there was your mom and then Luann. And And also
1: my poppy was on there.
0: And and so this was going to definitely rule out any connection between your mom and that side of the family, right? Yes. And then this proved without a doubt that you have, that you match, I think it was like 90 something percent you matched with I know. So you match with them. So now, now the, you know, getting familiar with their family, there's a, there's a poppy, there's uh, Frank has two sons that are out there. Um, and now it's, let's see how we can, let's meet these people or are they open to meeting us and to meeting you? And, and that's where it took us to this weekend.
1: Yeah. So they seem to be open to meeting me. I mean. Um so, like Doug said, I have, my dad's name is Frank, and my his dad is Jim, who is Poppy, and then my grandma has passed. Her name was Julie, and then I would have two brothers, Max and Joe, and I also have two aunts, Aunt Luann and Aunt Tracy. And
0: beautiful family, by the way.
1: Thank you, Dad. Like
0: very good-looking people all yeah. around.
1: Very, very well, like posed and yeah. just like such great manners, but not like stiff or like stuffy, you know, like not like coity-toity and think they're better because, you know, I mean, if, I mean, they knew that I lived in trailer parks and I had custody of my siblings and that my mom has dependency issues on and off and whatnot. So they could have easily, you know, just kind of been like, no way we don't want any part of her, but they were hesitant i think i think Mm -hmm. we all were i i was even has i was so scared too i mean it's a very scary thing and also it's got to be strange that their son you know like my poppy's son dies or like their brother dies and then all of a sudden a few months later i'm like hey yeah i'm his daughter surprise Mm -hmm. here i am that must have been that's what i would have
0: thought immediately i would have been like well okay who's trying to get money from my father or who's trying to get money from from frank this time
1: and and. I mean, I don't know about any any of that in his life, but what I do know is that I don't I've never been one who's like been money hungry. I don't care about money whatsoever. I don't want any money. I this is a kind of a weird twist, Doug. <laughs> I don't, no, I was gonna say, but it's really it, wanna go there because no, weird, it's but.
0: it's one thing to it's one thing to say it, but I, I think it it took it took meeting us to to filter that out because I think that was something that was which is why I praise Luann for taking the, the initiative on this. And she coordinated everything. She felt like this was her calling. She felt such a connection to you and then to us. And she really facilitated probably one of the most memorable weekends that you'll have in a while.
1: I mean, it's definitely one of the most memorable weekends of my whole entire life because I finally truly met my family And I remember as a kid, before one of the paternity tests came back, my mom took me to meet a man that I thought was my father. And I was really excited, of course, and turned out he wasn't my father. And so now it's like, I met this family and they are my people. That is my family. And I was very scared that they weren't going to like me or approve of me or that I was going to say something silly by mistake or, you know, I don't know. And I think that the worst thing I did all weekend was I did, it's like I was so overly emotional and just stressed and exhausted, but yet so excited and happy to be with them. But I was late. Like, three times that we got together, there was four times we got together, three of the four times I was late and not not even just by 10 minutes, by like a half an hour. And it really bothers me because I don't want them to think that I'm flaky. I don't want them to think that I didn't, like that this wasn't everything to me. I just like, I don't know why I couldn't get myself together. And so I just feel like that was a bad representation.
0: I don't think that mattered whatsoever though, because the, the, the welcoming committee for them, I mean, I, I can't imagine how you felt. I felt like I was part of the family. Like I, that, that's, how I, that's how I really felt. And I felt like they took you in as one of their own right away.
1: Yeah, I know. That makes me so happy. I just hate that I was late. It's like every time I travel, I get a little stressed and I obviously had a lot of stress going up there and meeting so many new family members. I wanted to make such a great first impression, but it's like my brain was somewhat jumbled because I couldn't stay focused enough to simply be ready to leave on time. And that reminds me. Speaking of traveling, this weekend I'm flying out to California to shoot "Maths Unfiltered." In random side note here, for those of you listening, I don't know how many of you guys are watching "Married at First Sight," but this season is bonkers.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm following each of the couples.
1: Doug, which couple is your favorite? <sighs>
0: um, I like the virgin and the other black guy.
1: They are so gorgeous It's Keith and Iris.
0: Keith and Iris. Yeah, they were a very good-looking couple. Mm-hmm. I did like the basketball player and um what's her Amber. name? Amber in the beginning, but I I don't feel like they're a good fit anymore.
1: Well, he doesn't seem he seems like a gypsy. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, know? he's
0: he's a nomad.
1: Yeah, exactly. And she's like begging for family she's and love.
0: She's so sweet and, you know, she just she she needs someone that's gonna be comforting her and someone that's gonna be by her side all the time. And he's not that person.
1: You no, know, and he was like, She was like, When oh, would you want to start a family? He's like, uh, eight years from now. Yeah. And she's like, What? I know. <laughs> like never. You <laughs> could have just said never. Interesting. Yeah. So this weekend I fly out to LA to shoot married at first sight unfiltered. So I get to get nosy with these guys and I get paid for it. It's kind of perfect. That is
0: awesome. <laughs> and Gracie and I are not going with you. So we're going to have a fun filled weekend.
1: Um, I, I definitely struggle with a little bit of jealousy, not going to lie, because I already am like, don't take her to the movies without me, please. Like, Don't do all these things. I was thinking me. of
0: taking her to the Lion King 4 but I, or the new Lion King movie, but I would not do that without you.
1: Oh, really? Because you took her to the Toy Story movie for her very first movie ever without that
0: me. That was because there was a cancellation of something of my cousin Kyle's son Ryan's first birthday party. It yeah. was canceled. And then my brother and his son were going to Toy Story 4. And I said, you know what? I think Henley's old enough to sit in a chair by herself. And for an hour and a half, she is.
1: Did she watch the whole movie?
0: Uh, yeah, until the last half hour. Um, yeah. Then she was jumping and up and down my <laughs> seat, then her seat, then my yeah. seat, then her seat. Then she wanted to hold the cup. And she wanted to be... I don't know if you've been to the movie theater lately, but you ha- it's like you have to purchase a ticket, like a number. For wow. your movie, like I was sixteen E, she was sixteen F. Well, she gets in free because she's under two.
1: She did that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: she's completely free. And the headrest goes back. The legs push out. What you,
1: movie theater did you go to?
0: Yeah, it was the one in Eatontown, the Lowe's in Eatontown or AMC. It was the most comfortable. Like, Interesting. yeah, it was like a spa chair watching.
1: The movies have really set up their game. I feel like they have to, though. I mean, they they charge a boatload in order to go in to see a freaking movie. Like, it better have a massager chair. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 20 bucks to go see a movie. I could just buy the movie for 20 bucks. It's crazy. But when I'm off in LA, I definitely plan on one thing I always order when I'm in LA. So first of all, I stay in a hotel room, so it's not like I can make food for myself. So Postmates is like my best friend. So I don't know if you ever heard of Postmates. I just, this is like a big LA thing. And I don't know where you listening live, but it's nationwide actually turns out. And if you need like red wine at 4 PM, sushi at 9 PM, a breakfast burrito at 8 AM and ibuprofen at 10 AM, you can literally Postmate all of it. So it's Postmates. It's a personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver it. So they're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need.
0: Best of all, it's 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring whatever you need within the hour.
1: It's awesome. So there's like, you don't have to worry about Calling a cab or getting an Uber to go to the store to that I actually don't even know where it is in order to try to find something to eat. So you can literally just go to the app, which is free to, to download, and you can search local restaurants, businesses, and you can literally track your meal or your delivery in real time. It's honestly incredible.
0: Yeah. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. And to start your free deliveries, just download the app, use the code COOLPARENTS, C-O-O-L-P-A-R-E-N-T-S for $100 of free delivery credit on your first seven days when you download the Postmates app.
1: Yeah. So literally anything you need, anytime you need it, just Postmate it. You just download that free Postmates app and save with the code COOLPARENTS for literally $100. I mean, that's like three, four meals you get for free for your first seven days. So just do it. Why not? I mean, you get free meals and free stuff. Why not?
0: Just make sure you use the code cool parents.
1: Yeah. And the other thing I do when I'm in LA, literally, you know, anywhere, this is the great thing about talk space is that whenever I'm traveling or if I'm at home or if I, you know, no matter where I am, if I'm going through a problem, I could just go to talk space and pull up my therapist and just literally reach out to them and say hey listen this is the problem i'm going through and they get back to you it's amazing so this has
0: happened where you would actually call me and say that you were going through some issue but you don't have anybody to speak to in la and i'm not a licensed therapist so i could only help out so much
1: well it's not even that you're not a licensed therapist but you're not even available all the time like you are working you're with henley and if you know especially Like with the, I've always needed a therapist to be very honest. I've always gone through, you know, somewhat of hard times and I've always wanted someone to talk to about it. And I feel like we all need someone to talk to, a person who can support us through rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. And that's where Talkspace comes in. So Talkspace is an online therapy that makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. So you simply provide your preferences for therapy and Talkspace will match you with one of 5,000 plus therapists the very same day. And you can send your therapist unlimited text, audio picture, or video message from anywhere at any time. So no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. And I feel like this is really important. That's like the kicker of this is that no matter what or when you can reach out to someone who can help you. Because especially for teenagers, I feel like this is such a great tool for them because they don't want to go talk face-to-face with someone. They don't want to have to wait for an appointment. And they're, when they're going through a crisis, it's like you, they need someone now. They don't have time to wait for next, you know, next week when the therapist can sit them in their office.
0: And it's super expensive. You yeah. know, but you no longer have to wait for your next appointment to talk about what's on your mind talkspace you can send unlimited messages to your dedicated therapist from the privacy of your own device your own home anytime anywhere um, and if you're having a rough time you could always schedule a live video session still with your therapist for extra support
1: yeah and it's really this is the kicker too is that it's really affordable like you would think this kind of service that this kind of on-demand service would be even more expensive than traditional therapy it's actually less expensive than traditional therapy So like I said before, Talkspace has more than 5,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match you with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, to get $65 off your first month.
0: Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, and Talkspace.com.
1: Like I said before, if you know a teen, I mean, I use it myself and I'm not a teen, but I especially think this is really, really great for teens because it's very affordable for parents and they're able to talk to their therapist 24 seven. So it's private. Yeah. And you know, so if they're not telling you something, but you want your kid to be able to have someone to talk to, you know, they're going to get the right kind of support, not some like friend in the bathroom that doesn't really, you know, I don't know, hopefully they wouldn't turn them to a certain who knows what I'm just thinking drugs, alcohol, boys, I just want my kid to have a therapist and not, if they're not going to talk to me, then please talk to the therapist. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Boys bathroom things. Okay.
1: Yeah. And one more thing that is relevant because I will be in LA and I will be packing this up. This is TMI, but I'm queen of TMI. Where is my crown? Give me my crown. (laughs) But we are, I'm ovulating. And so we are trying again for a baby this month. And it's like every time I'm ovulating, every time I fly out to LA, it's the mm-hmm. worst. So I started ovulating yesterday, and which you, we
0: took advantage of.
1: Yeah. We did the hanky panky and put my legs up real high in hopes, that, <laughs> in hopes that that sperm will meet an egg and it will stick. So sometimes the baby does. But one thing that I've been doing for a while now is taking care of prenatals. So basically what care of is it, it's a site that you go to, you take a quick five minute quiz to find out your personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. Honestly, it's not even five minutes. It took me make maybe like four minutes. But essentially, you just go to their site, care of, and you take the quick quiz. And it allows you to know exactly what kind of vitamins and supplements that you need for you. And the best thing about it is that they're scientifically proven to be effective. They come in these little travel packs. So instead of having to bring like big jars of vitamins wherever you go, I literally pull out packs for each day. They have my name on them. Yeah. it's and like
0: then, those aren't yours. <laughs> yeah,
1: they have my name on them and they have like individualized little like quotes and mottos for the day. So it's just really nice to take them. So yeah, give yourself support this season with a boost Whether you are looking for energy, better sleep to maintain stress, good prenatals. I mean, literally it will create a package just for you that is specific to you so that you know that you're taking the right vitamins and supplements.
0: Well, the short quiz, it talks about your diet, your lifestyle, your fitness, your health goals. I mean, Care-of puts it all together for you, and that's why I don't take any of your vitamins.
1: Yeah, because they're prenatals, and they're B vitamins for energy. That's exactly and what I, I don't
0: want to have a baby.
1: <laughs> I wish you could push a baby out of your... I mean, That'd that be w- weird. That would hurt. I don't think it goes that big. Anyways, <laughs> for 25% off your first Care-of order, you can just go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Jamie O., to get 25% off your first Care-of order. So you just head to the site, takecareof.com, and enter.
0: The code Jamie O.
1: Yeah, and honestly, you should just go take the quiz and, and, and nothing Check out else. out the quiz. Yeah, it'll tell you exactly what you need for your body because it's certainly a great way to find out exactly what you're needing in your life.
0: And not taking any of the waste or anything that you may not need. Because I know my dad has like 900 different vitamins and supplements in
1: there and he doesn't know what he's taking. That's really expensive. I mean, you think we're not going to go there, but it's really Mm -hmm. expensive. And it's common. Yeah. Okay. I want to get back to my father now. We didn't get to finish our story before I got sidetracked. Where'd we leave off, Doug? Oh yeah. I was talking about how I was surprised we had so much in common. So the second night we hung out with Poppy... I don't know how to call him out. I guess Jim, Poppy. I think I'll just call him Poppy. (laughs) Uh, But he, you know, the first night he didn't say an awful lot. But then the second night before we left, he gave me a hug and said, welcome to the family. And I, was really sweet. yeah, and I literally just started bawling. I could cry right now because <laughs> he's a man who's not very emotional. And I think he was also, like you were talking about earlier about this money thing. I mean, of course, people are worried that if my father was an entrepreneur that may have had money, I don't even know. I don't want to know. I honestly don't. I just, none of my business really. I never, I don't, none of that matters to me, but I just wanted to be loved and accepted by them. And it seems like they now know that. And, mm-hmm. You know, that's just really nice though.
0: They were really excited too though. I I think all of them were. And I think what really stands out to me is that your father did die a couple months ago and it's kind of still fresh in their hearts and minds. And, you know, even someone on Instagram had said, you know, this it's almost like a, a gift from Frank up in heaven, maybe, you know, imagine losing a family member, a best friend, a business partner, and then there's someone that's a direct connection with him that just slides into their lives and someone that is as beautiful a spirit as anybody in the world mm, with you. you. And I think the second day when we met everybody, they made it a point to bring out some of Frank's ashes and do a ceremony to spread some of his ashes in the lake that he loved to ride boats in and swim in and fish in and you know, we were there for that and you know, yeah. that's that should say something.
1: Yeah, I felt very, very honored that they spread some of my father's ashes, you know, with me there. Obviously it was such an emotional moment, but it was again one that you'll just never forget ever. And if nothing else, I hope my father is looking down and is really proud of me and, you know, happy to know that I exist because his whole entire life he had no idea that he had a daughter. There's not a chance he knew about me because how would he? My mom didn't know about him. So yeah. He went his whole entire life not knowing that he had a daughter, and we literally lived. 10 minutes 20 minutes away from each other Uh, i
0: wonder if you got if you ever saw each other
1: well i worked at a really popular restaurant that apparently he dined at he took his boat there because you could just like dock your boat and go in and have lunch or dinner or whatever and you know i don't know i have a feeling that i'm always kind of like secretly hoping there's a picture of the two of us together someplace and maybe we're not we're not like standing next to each other but we were in each other's company at some point that would be so cool to think about
0: i think one of the biggest questions and and most frequent questions that happened when you posted that picture on Instagram was, did your father know of you or about you or have any idea that you existed?
1: Yeah, no, he had no idea. And I know another big question was, did he have any other children? And like we said earlier, yep, I have two half brothers who don't really seem too interested in getting to know me. So yeah, yeah. Right.
0: You know, and that's something that Luann had also said. You know, once they, you know, have a talk with them, and eventually they'll come around. I mean, for for both of those kids, they were very close to their father. You know, yeah. more so than their mother. And I, you know, whatever happened with that relationship, who knows? But you know, I even told you, I said, kind of tread lightly with that because I don't know the situation, but I just know that if if my father had passed, and then I found out that there was some girl the same age as me or like right around the same age that I never knew about that saying that you're my father's daughter you know like I don't know if I would be so accepting of that like I don't know if I would want to or immediately open up to the fact that you know oh my dad was cheating on my mom at that time or you know did he know about you blah blah blah
1: yeah no I know I honestly for me if if someone came to me and said I am your relative and I don't care how far away I'd be like really let's get to know no. each other and hang <laughs> out oh my gosh I have a sister or yeah. I have a brother or a cousin or you know I would be so <laughs> excited so I guess I don't understand that but just because I don't understand that doesn't mean I'm not going to respect it of course mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to be so respectful to both of them I can't wait I mean I, f- I feel don't like they're I feel like they're the closest link I have to my father aside from my Poppy mm-hmm. and so I'm going to get to know Poppy while they're you know, warming up to the idea of having a sister, I guess. And then hopefully one day I can be close with them as well.
0: See, the first thing that I thought was if they're the same age, like I would be worried if I hooked up with them.
1: That never happened. I didn't hook up with anyone. So that's good. (laughs) I didn't have, have I never had sex when I was in high school (laughs) and yeah. And then I was too busy taking care of my siblings when I was in college to hook up with people. So that didn't happen.
0: No. And one last thing to round out my side of this Story Mm -hmm. after all was said and done and getting familiar with the person that is Jamie's father, Frank. The biggest takeaway that I took from this, and regardless of his past, at his funeral, there was four hundred and ninety-seven people that paid their respects to Frank Rogan at his funeral. Yeah. That is a tremendous amount of people which tells you the kind of man he was.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt he was a really kind and caring, hardworking man. I mean, everybody I've ever talked to said he was such a nice guy and just, you know, would just make the whole room laugh kind of thing. And that he would literally give, like almost to a fault, give the shirt off his back. Almost to a fault though, because he would literally give so much that he didn't have enough for himself and like not just one person told me that but several people have told me that and you know like i said before i mean he was one hard working driven determined man because he struggled his whole life with addiction on and off again and because of it he lost his first like set of property and restaurants and homes cuz he was also in real estate and you know that could really be anybody up really. And it could make he just kind of not want to try again, but he did. He, after he got cleaned up, he went out and bought more real estate and more restaurants. Unfortunately, you know, addiction is something that we should all talk about because it really, really affects lives because he fell back into the addiction and ended up losing all of, you know, he worked his tail off to get those going again. And then he lost those again, and he was just, again, starting this, there's a it's this restaurant called the Sunset Grill at Rogan's Corner, which is <laughs> like their, their corner, my Phen- family's corner.
0: Phenomenal Rubens.
1: Yeah. I guess that was his favorite sandwich. And so in any case, he built that restaurant and he was just about to get back on his feet again. You know, he was trying really hard to fight the addiction kind of thing. And um,
0: but what goes along with addiction are health complications, you know, and, and that's kind of the downside of a life of abuse.
1: Yeah. So but the thing I take away from that is that man the drive he had the the determination to succeed and like the, the the just the willpower to keep going when you've been it's all been taken away but yet you're still fighting for it you know more and you're trying your best and
0: Well that's the story of you finding him.
1: Yeah, that's That's the exact
0: story of you finding him. You you know, a lot of people would have just given up. Say, okay, you know, here's four guys that weren't my father. This is devastating, and I don't want to go through that pain again. And I just don't care to know him. And who knows if I'll ever find him? And then all of a sudden, now these there's these genetic tests, and boom and you continue to follow up. And then last weekend, we're at his family's.
1: Yeah, it's just too bad. It was literally three months too late because he had passed. September 14th will be his one-year anniversary of death. But I genuinely, I think I'm, I'm a lot like him. I didn't know that if I would look like him a lot or anything like that, but I do think I look like him. I resemble the Rogans a lot. And it's just interesting to think that I was Jamie Otis, which is my not, <laughs> there's a paternity test. He's not my dad, Larry Otis. That's my sister's dad. Very weird conversation we talked about before. But now, like, I should have been Jamie Rogan, but that would have been my name, Jamie Rogan, if I had yeah. known my father. But, you know, I didn't. And that's life. I'm so beyond thankful to know them now. I never thought I would know because my mom literally couldn't even give me, like, any idea, anything other than like, I could remember his face in the mirror, but that's it. I'm like, really? <laughs> you don't have like an idea where he may have lived. It's like saying,
0: I remember he was white.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and actually, when I first matched with Luann, she said, I only have one brother. So that, that could be the only thing. Mm-hmm. I sent a picture to my mom like, hey, mom, you reckon, is this the face you saw in the mirror? And she's like, no, he has a mole in his neck. And I would have recognized that. I would not remember that. I, I like, don't
0: remember his face. I don't, But the mole, the mole I would have remembered.
1: Yeah. I'm like, what, mom? <laughs> Your
0: mom would have really remembered me with my moles on my face.
1: Oh, yeah. Holy moly, guacamole. No, Mm. but in all seriousness, that same weekend, just last week when I was up there, my mom and I were supposed to get together. And instead of just 100% flaking on me, she actually called at least and said that she wasn't able to get together. She was in Syracuse, which, of course, instantly my siblings and I are like, great, she's using drugs again because that's where she would go to use drugs, was this the city called Syracuse, New York. But I talked to her on the phone for about a good half hour and did not sound like she was using drugs. I could be, I'm very naive when it comes to this stuff. So I could be just way naive, but she said something to me that like really resonated with me. And she just, you know, I told her, yeah, I'm going to meet Frank's side of the family this weekend. Like my dad's side of the family. And she goes, Oh honey, I'm so happy for you. I mean, she always says things like that. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) thanks ma. But, um, anyways, but she said something that, Like seemed very mature for her and just kind of made me feel like I connected with her because she said, do you forgive? She's like, honey, I want to ask you a really serious question. I was like, oh boy, here we go. What do you want, mom? And she was, cause she's a very mushy, gushy person, but like she's talks mushy, gushy and lovey, but then her actions are never like sometimes she just like straight up doesn't ever answer your phone call or you can, my sister has been to her house and pounded on her door. She doesn't an answer, but then she like randomly wakes up and is like, Oh, I was sleeping so, <laughs> so hard that I couldn't hear you knocking. My sister's like, I was pounding on your door for the last half an hour. And here's you didn't five
0: pocket that you can choose from.
1: Yeah. She, she <laughs> like tries to, you know, she tries to make up for it by giving gifts, which is honestly, it's, it all comes back to like the, her desire, like first of all, her depression and mental health and, trying to appease other people and win their acceptance. I just feel like now that I'm an adult, I really am trying to understand my mom more. But the one thing she said to me on the phone that really just like hit a nerve or not really hit, that's not the right thing. Um, because that means I'm frustrated, Mm -hmm. but but that really just like touched my heart, I guess, is she said, Jamie, do you forgive me for everything? And I feel like I could cry right now because I don't think she's ever asked for that before because she's never admitted she's ever done anything wrong. Like she always has just pretended like we have this happy go lucky family. And I'm Or like, that
0: you don't remember things the right way.
1: Yeah. Or that I'm like being dramatic or something. And yeah, I don't know. It just really touched me. What did you say? I said, Yeah, I do. And I honestly, 100% from the bottom of my heart, I do forgive my mom. You know, my first book, Wifey 101, I was very bitter when I wrote it. And I was, but I was very honest. I was very, very honest about everything that I ever said because that's my truth. And I was like, I get to share that because that's my truth. But now it's like, you know, after I had Gracie, I just was like, you know, this is a lot of work being a mom. And I can't imagine. Having zero support. I mean, mm-hmm. I have the most, you, Doug, you're so incredibly hands on. I don't know what I would do without you. And your parents are always there. Drop of a hat, they're there for us. That's three people right there that would take care of her 24 7. My mom had not one person to help her, and she had five kids. And not only did she have someone not help her, but my stepdad beat the snot out of her. He would literally run us off the road and, you know, and drunk in drunken rages. He would come over and like choke her out. You know, he would hold a gun up to her head. I mean, there's been some crazy effing fights that unfortunately, my sister and I have seen the younger kids are a little too young, never really saw it. But my sister Joanna and I, we saw those crazy fights. My mom has been through a lot. And now that I'm an adult, I just look back and think, man, you know, not for nothing, but all her kids have jobs. We're not living on welfare and we're not drug addicts. So she did something right, you know, and she's, and it was real hard for her. And so she's not perfect. Clearly, none of us are, but she, her whole life has just been begging for love and acceptance. And she's been trying to gain approval. Maybe not of the right people. Mostly they're like her dr- drug addict friends, but yeah. like she just, you know, she's just trying. And I so, don't think she
0: was ever able to grow up.
1: She really hasn't. She honestly, she acts like she's a 14 year old kid. Yeah. Still to this day, she talks like, hi, Annie," mm-hmm. like, like a 14 year old kid. She
0: never had a, a mom or a dad or uh, older people that she could trust. And you yeah. know, that's, that's kind of my impression of her was you know, not a fourteen year old kid, but just someone that's never had the chance to grow up or become an adult.
1: Yeah, I think so too. But I think, you know so needless to say, good I good for you though. I do. I genuinely think it's taken a lot of almost like self education and self discipline and like opening my mind to like putting myself in my mom's shoes. Mm-hmm. But I do a hundred percent forgive her and I have no hard feelings that I didn't know my father. I'm so thankful. I got to know him. I'm getting to know his family now. I know I'm going to meet him in heaven again. You know, mm-hmm. one day I really do get a little jealous because I hear that like, he was just such a caring guy and he would have really loved me is what my biggest goal was. Yeah. And it sounds like he would have, and man, that, that hurts, but I'll meet him again in heaven. Yeah.
0: That does suck.
1: <sighs> yeah. So next week we have we're bringing back Erica Hoffman. Uh, Two episodes ago we had her on the podcast. She is a beautiful soul who is about my age, and she was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer a couple years ago. She's fought a real good fight,
0: still fighting,
1: still fighting, very very positive. And you know she's on hospice now. She doesn't have you know according to the doctor she doesn't have many days left. But I think she is. I think she's going to prove to be a miracle. I I genuinely believe that. She's such a positive soul. And she was so gracious to say, hey, listen, I mean, she's so tired. You know, Mm -hmm. she's going through a lot of treatments and she's very sick. But so she was only able to chat for a limited time
0: and you know, she's going to spend time with her family too, but yeah, absolutely. You know, but thank she, you for all the questions.
1: Yeah, no. So she said, listen, I have to go for this interview, but I would be happy to come back for a part two and answer any questions that your listeners have. And so, I mean, I mean the woman is literally like in pain and sick and, you know, suffering, but she's so gracious to say, Hey, listen, I want to answer any questions that your listeners have. So I want to kind of like give her the chance to leave that legacy. So next week I am going to have her on the podcast and I don't think Doug will be able to be there because she likes to interview during the day and Doug is at work.
0: I'm going to try to, cause I didn't get a chance to the first time.
1: Yeah. So it'll be rough, but, um, we're going to be able to, I'm going to ask her, you know, all of your questions and I put it out on Instagram, what your questions are. And some of them are, you know, they're very honest and meaningful. And I want to thank you for, you know, kind of sharing them because I think that it gives her a chance to leave her legacy. So, you know, there, some of the questions that I got that I'm definitely going to relate over to Erica were, you know, how do you deal with death knowing that you're going to die? And, and, um, if you do you have any regrets And also, what do you say to someone who's suffering from stage four cancer? How can you be helpful to if you have family or friends who are really, really sick? What's the best way to treat them, really? So it's going to be a really heartfelt podcast next week. I can't wait Mm -hmm. to have Erica on.
0: It almost seems like cancer has affected everyone that I've known in some way, shape or form.
1: Yeah, it's really, really sad. And I think it's really important to have this type of a conversation, whether, you know, whether we like it or not, because it does affect so many people and we have to be aware of the signs and the symptoms. So yes, we're so excited to have you guys back next week. We'll have Erica Hoffman on. And yeah, if you feel like taking a screenshot and giving us a shout out, you know, I will love it and I will totally repost that ish (laughs) yes
0: and make sure you follow us on instagram and twitter and and check out our youtube page for some cool videos
1: yeah we started making some real cute videos with gracie over on youtube it's the hot marriage cool parents (laughs) youtube page we just released a video called head shoulders knees and toes and henley is the cutest the star yeah she pretty much like steals the show
0: and the next video i think is going to be a compilation of all of her dance moves that
1: i've taught her oh really you can make that one Because the next one I want to make is Baby Shark. Oh yeah, that's gonna be the next one. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. All right, guys, we will see you next week right here on Hot Marriage Cool Parents.
0: Love you and goodbye.
1: Love you. Bye. I literally talk about the first time I ever saw my husband's penis and touched it. So if you want a good story, go to Amazon.com and search Wifey 101. Or you can go to JamieOtis.com and snag an autographed copy of my book.
0: And coming from someone that was crying at the altar and thought the experts failed them. Three days later, you touched my penis.
1: <laughs> it's true. Visit us online at JamieOtis.com for more great resources.